Support for LAist comes from Pasadena Water and Power. Every individual's actions matter in preserving resources. Join the ripple effect to build a more resilient water future. Learn more about water programs, workshops, and ways to save at pwpweb.com slash the ripple effect. Support for LAist comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years of Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, with over 200 films May 1st through 10th. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. LAist Studios. Today on the LA Report, luxury developers are jumping into building affordable housing in Los Angeles. Help replanting Joshua trees in the Mojave Desert comes from a surprising source. It was really pretty cool because camels are a gentle beast of burden. And later, listen to our new series about loneliness in LA, how Angelinos are finding ways to meet people and build community. It's Sunday, February 11th. I'm Julia Paskin. That's all coming up on the weekend edition of the LA Report from LAist 89.3. But first, the latest news. A couple who caused the deadly El Dorado fire in 2020 has been sentenced. The fire was sparked by a smoke bomb for a gender reveal party. Here's LAist's Kevin Tidmarsh. The husband pled guilty to felony involuntary manslaughter and was sentenced to a year in jail while the wife will serve a year's probation and 400 hours of community service. The couple was ordered to pay more than $1.7 million in restitution. The El Dorado fire killed one firefighter and burned more than 22,000 acres in Riverside and San Bernardino counties over two months. For LAS 89.3, I'm Kevin Tidmarsh. Meanwhile, Redondo Beach Mayor Bill Brand has died at 65 years old. The cause of death was stage 4 lung cancer, which Brand was being treated for while continuing to serve as mayor. This is according to a statement from the city. Brand founded the nonprofit South Bay Parkland Conservancy and was a longtime advocate for open space and environmental concerns in the South Bay. More than a year after L.A. Mayor Karen Bass signed an executive order to fast-track the construction of affordable housing, there's been a boom in the number of projects that have been approved. CalMatters housing reporter Ben Christopher says a surprising group is driving these constructions, former luxury home developers. At least for now, we're just seeing this sort of unprecedented shift of the industry into a type of housing that has not gotten built in decades. Christopher says a studio renting for up to $1,800 a month is considered affordable. Bass's directive removes many requirements for new housing in L.A., such as planting trees or having open space. You can read more at LAist.com. Bars all around town are preparing for the Super Bowl this afternoon. Mel Smith is a bartender at Ye Rustic Inn in Los Feliz. As usual, she is expecting a big crowd. We get like very packed on game days and it's always a blast. Smith says the bar is taking pre-orders for chicken wing takeouts if you want to enjoy them at home instead. Kickoff time for the Super Bowl between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs is at 3.30 p.m. And wherever you are watching tonight's Super Bowl game, remember to come up with a game plan if you're going to drive and maybe enjoy a little alcohol or something else. Police departments across Southern California are going to ramp up patrol today for those suspected of driving under the influence. Alcohol-related traffic deaths increase about 75 percent during Super Bowl Sundays, according to the National Traffic Safety Board. 
Later this spring, a group of volunteers will go out to the Mojave Desert to plant Joshua tree seedlings. The project started in 2021 after a wildfire destroyed more than one million Joshua trees. Deborah Hewson is the deputy superintendent of the Mojave Preserve, and she says replanting has not been easy. The area that you have to cover is very large. There are no roads. And so you don't get in your Jeep and and drive there with uh, a tank of water in in the back or on a trailer. It has to be carried in. Hewson says about 3,500 seedlings have been planted with the help from an unlikely source, camels. It was really pretty cool because camels are a gentle beast of burden. Some of our people, like the botanists, got to go riding on the camel. That was really fun. Volunteer Jennifer Legusker brings her camel. You pack all of this weight on them and to see them get up with such ease, it's truly incredible. It's like they get in a zone and they walk in a line and it's like a light switch that turns on when you see them caravanning out in the desert. You can read more about the restoration efforts for the Joshua Tree and about the special camels at LAist.com. More after this break. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Ghost Waltz by Oliver Mayer, a bold original recovery of Juventino Rosas, one of Mexico's most significant composers. Follow Rosas from his father's early death to his friendship with ragtime genius Scott Joplin, now on stage through June 2nd. Tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Support for LAist comes from Pasadena Water and Power, inviting everyone to join the ripple effect. Water plays a pivotal role in our lives, and every individual's actions matter in preserving this resource. Each action we take starts the ripple of change, making a greater impact throughout the community. Be part of the ripple effect and learn more about water programs, workshops, and ways to save at pwpweb.com slash the ripple effect. Now to the L.A. Report, I'm Julia Paskin. Los Angeles is a big place, and it can feel a little lonely at times. We know because you've told us and shared your stories. In a new series, the How to L.A. team is exploring how this very human condition is being experienced in Los Angeles. They'll be talking with academics and other experts and a lot of residents about what's going on and how we can all make new connections in this place. Producer Megan Botel starts us off by talking with Kat Moore, the director of belonging at USC. I wanted to start first with a very broad question. How would you define loneliness? It's the worst thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) Loneliness is maybe the oldest part of the human condition. The standard social science kind of definition of it is the felt experience of not having your social needs met. You know, even if you have a million connections, you don't feel like you're meaningfully connected enough. I think it felt like closed doors, you know, that like every door I knocked on was closed, but that I didn't have the password. It's like a dragon, you have to like find it and kind of like, you have to tame it. 
Loneliness feels like to me unmotivation, like not having any kind of stimulants to be creative. It's always it's always lonely. It like it was it was lonely this afternoon, like two or three in the afternoon. People talk about loneliness as this epidemic. The Surgeon General defined it as an epidemic, right? Can you talk about what that means and what your thoughts are on that? I don't like it. (laughs) Okay, why? Um, Not to be flippant. Obviously, super respect for the Surgeon General. He's done an incredible amount of awareness raising around loneliness and the public and social health impact. The Surgeon General's role is, I mean, he's a doctor. So a lot of the conversation around loneliness that's in the public is being stewarded by people in the public health sector. So they are framing it as a public health problem or a mental health problem. And so I get nervous personally about problematizing it and then kind of pathologizing it too as a medical and mental health problem inherently, because really it's an inescapable part of being human. And what I think is more helpful is to reframe it as this is an experience of human life that I want to befriend in myself and in the people around me so that I can understand it, so that I can use it and work with it. For somebody who's moved here or maybe has lived here for a while and just finds themselves like a lot of people have moved away and just lacking community, what are some tools or what are some things they can do in a proactive way to start forging their own community path? If you're looking for something super simple, find a third space, a public space that you can just go put your body in. And you don't have to commit to talking to anyone. Just make yourself part of the flow of human life. I would recommend going to a coffee shop, which is where my social life began here. But I've never had someone respond poorly to simply looking at them and asking them how they're doing. And it's flabbergasting to me that so many people can walk through the city and even their their home or in their neighborhoods and their workplaces and go weeks without ever having anyone ask them that. Yeah. People assume that other people don't want them to talk to them. But overwhelmingly, people do. And what's more, if you're doing that in public places, it can start, you get witnesses. So if you see people regularly saying hi to each other in a public place, in your mind, you're like, this is the kind of place where people say hi to each other. And so it sets the atmosphere for the space, too, even if that one particular interaction didn't pan out. That's Kat Moore, Director of Belonging at USC, in conversation with How To LA producer Megan Botel. There's a whole lot more to their chat. Check it out on How To LA, anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the weekend edition of the LA Report. The Weekend LA Report is hosted by me, Julia Paskin, and produced by Kevin Tidmarsh and Monica Bushman. Our engineer is Sean Corey Campbell. The podcast is edited by Fiona Ng. Catherine Mailhouse is the Director of Content Development, and our Vice President of Podcasts is Shana Naomi Krokmal. 
Join us back here tomorrow. You can read more at LAist.com and listen live on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. Listeners like you help make the LA Report possible. Please donate at LAist.com slash join. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live. LAist Studios operates within the homelands of the Gabrielino Tongva people. We recognize the painful history of displacement, settler colonialism, and erasure of the people, their language, and their sovereignty. Visit LAist.com land for more information. We encourage you to get curious about the land on which you live and work. The LAist Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAist.com sweeps.